Welcome to the Daily Dose, where we are currently walking through an overview of the entire Bible. Join us today as we learn the story of Scripture and see God's redemptive plan through Christ from cover to cover. Let's listen to Matt Reister, Director of Christian Crusaders and the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Today we're going to be in John chapter 12, verses 44 through 50, and that will finish out this chapter. In previous texts, we've seen Jesus talking about the Son of Man being lifted up, indicating that he's going to be hung on a cross. We've seen unbelief from Jewish authorities, and even some quote-unquote belief from non-believers. Jesus is in the vicinity of Jerusalem, and Jewish people are coming from all over to celebrate the Passover feast. This is the third Passover feast that's discussed in John. It's the one that Jesus is going to be crucified during. And so we're less than a week from the death of Jesus Christ. Before we jump into today's text, I want to thank the family leader for being our 2023 Daily Dose Devotion sponsor. You can learn more about them in the announcements at the end of this devotion. And as always, thank you to the family leader for their support. Verse 44, and Jesus cried out and said, whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I want to stop right there for a second. In Christianity, we have this doctrine of the Trinity. The word Trinity is actually nowhere in Scripture, but it is taught in many different ways so that Christians believe that God is one God in three different persons. We get a little bit of a glimpse of that in this text right here. In verse 44, we see Jesus drawing a distinction between himself and the Father when he says that whoever believes in me, Jesus, the Son, believes not in me, but in him who sent me, that is, the Father, God. But in verse Verse 45, he says, and whoever sees me sees him who sent me. In other words, Jesus and the Father, two members of the Trinity, two members of the single Godhead are distinct and they're the same. Some skeptics would suggest that if the word Trinity is not actually in the Bible, then how can you believe in the Trinity? Well, it's texts like this, and there are a lot of them, that allude to this seeming paradox. One God of whom Jesus and God the Father are one, but different persons within that Godhead of whom Jesus and the Father are two separate, distinct parts. Verse 46, I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. This gets back to what John was writing at the very beginning of his gospel in John chapter 1. And Jesus referred to it back in chapter 12, verse 35 and following, just a couple devotions ago. Verse 47, If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge him. For I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on the last day. So this is another thing that we've talked about already in the book of John. In chapter 3, verse 17, right after the famous verse, John 3, 16, John writes, For God did not send his Son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. You can go back and listen to our devotion that includes that text in episode 804, John 3, 16 through 21. And what we said then applies to what is being said now. When Jesus says, I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world, Jesus is not saying that he is anti-judgment. In fact, scripture is clear that when Jesus comes back a second time, he will come as a judge. His judgment will be swift and it will be severe. Those who know Christ and are part of God's family by faith who have been forgiven and redeemed, who've been guaranteed a place in heaven, they'll be preserved. And the people 
people who don't will be judged for their sin. And it's going to be a brutal scene if you believe what is written in Revelation. So no, Jesus isn't against judgment. He's not anti-judgment. It's just that this first time that he comes to earth, he's not coming as a judge. He's coming as a redeemer. He's coming as a savior. And in order to be a savior, he needs to be a sacrifice. That's why he's headed to the cross here in just a few days. And it's interesting because even on the last day when he comes in judgment, he says here that he's not going to even have to judge because it will be his words that he has spoken that will judge. What words has he spoken will judge people? Words like what he said in verse 46, that I've come into the world as light so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. Jesus has made it clear over and over using different words, different illustrations, that the way to escape judgment is to believe in him. The way to get to the kingdom of heaven is to trust in Christ, to receive him, to believe in his name, to confess with your mouth. Don't just believe in him because he's a miracle worker like many of these Jewish followers have, but believe in him with your whole heart and believe in him not just as savior, but as Lord, the one who will be the ruler of our lives. Jesus has been crystal clear about this with the many words he's spoken. And those are the exact words that will be the judge of people who reject him and who do not receive his words. And in case you don't think the words that he is speaking or has spoken, spoken are truth or legitimate, verse 49 suggests differently. For I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. You get this idea that Jesus is in complete submission to God the Father on this salvation mission to earth. And this is neither here nor there, but it comes to mind even as I'm saying this. The idea of submission is looked down on and scoffed at in our culture today and even in Christian circles. Later on in Ephesians, Paul is going to write that husbands should love their wives like Christ loved the church and wives should submit to their husbands. Much protest has been made about the idea that wives should submit to their husbands as if it means that husbands are more important than wives and that's not the case at all. We just got done talking about how Jesus and God the Father are equally part of the Godhead. They're equally God but they have different roles and one of Jesus's roles, this is the perfect God. God man is to submit to God the Father. So submission can't inherently be a bad thing if it's something that Jesus willingly and joyfully did in obedience to his Father's command. You get the idea from this text that Jesus came to earth programmed by God, told by God exactly what to say and when to say it. And he carried out his Father's game plan to a T, even to the point where, like we studied a couple texts ago, he could say, my soul is troubled at the thought of going through with this, Father, but I have no option other than to say glorify your name. Jesus has perfectly modeled for us what submission to his Father looks like. And for those of us that trust Christ, who are indwelled by the Holy Spirit, submission to the Father's will should also be a highest priority for us. And I think it's fair to ask, how's that going for you? How's that going for me these days? That's a wrap on John chapter 12. Thanks for tuning in. Come back for more next time. Have a good day. This is The Daily Dose, a podcast of Christian Crusaders Radio and Internet Ministry. Please subscribe on Apple, Google, or Spotify podcasts, or download the free Christian Crusaders app and share with a friend. Also, prayerfully consider supporting our ministry at christiancrusaders.org, where you can find our weekly 30-minute radio broadcast airing on stations around the world since 1936, and where you can listen to our Conversations podcast featuring inspiring interviews with interesting Christians. Special thanks to our 2022 Daily Dose sponsor, The Family Leader. God designed three social institutions, the family, the church, and government. At The Family Leader, 
Theater, they are bringing all three together, honoring God and blessing our neighbors. Learn how and join them at thefeminleader.com. We also want to highlight another special ministry partner, the Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Check out conference videos and schedule of events online at cedarfallsbibleconference.com and mark your calendars for Saturday, July 29th through Saturday, August 5th, 2023 for the 102nd annual Cedar Falls Bible Conference. Thank you for listening and may God richly bless you.